Welcome back to the podcast on everything. I'm your host, Dan Berlin. I have with me again this week, CJ Ponzo. Welcome back, CJ. Um, This week's episode is just a continuation of the NFL playoffs. We had the wild card. We are now in the divisional round. So we'll give you our expert opinions, how we did last week, and then some cool new features for this episode. So, uh, Thanks for taking the time, CJ, to impart your knowledge, which is actually pretty accurate if anyone was listening <laughs> to the podcast last week. Not bad. Um, Not a bad. Yeah, game. but before we get into that, let's just recap uh, a few things last week. What did you think about the uh, wild card weekend in the NFC, which was the 49ers against Dallas, Cardinals against the Rams, and the Eagles against the Bucks? Some blowouts in the NFC. <laughs> a couple, I, yeah. I mean, I think I'm not surprised by 49ers game, obviously, because we talked about that. But uh, I was surprised maybe that the other two games were just not that competitive. Um, the Eagles were a little disheartening, <laughs> um, and then Arizona. I mean, Kyler Murray, man, he looked he looked like the moment was too big for him. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, I was disappointed in the games. Yeah. Yeah, that Monday night game was – I was most disappointed in that because I expected them the third time playing to be much better matched. And, yeah, it's like you said, Kyler Murray just – he looked awful. Terrible. And that team did not show up. <laughs> and I didn't watch – I think after the first few minutes in the third quarter, I was like, I know the outcome of this. I don't need to watch this anymore. Yeah, um, it looked uh, – there was one drive, man, where he – well, I get you know, he had that interception. Um, but there was even another drive after that where he just looked so bad. I was like, yeah, this game is over. <laughs> like, it's done with. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the, it happens. Uh, yeah, the Bucks eagles game, that was the same thing. At halftime, you knew who was winning, who was not winning. Just – and even though it was, I think, 17 to nothing, you're like, yeah, this game's done. <laughs> and yeah. as an Eagles fan – it killed me knowing that you're not coming back from this. Like you're not throwing, you're not throwing the ball to get it. Yeah, I, I was feeling for you when that game was on. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like, this is rough, man. I kept telling people if they didn't have the lead first, that they they're probably not going to win because they yeah. can't rely on the on throwing the ball like that. They're not ready yet. And exactly what happened. <laughs> Bucks scored first. You go like three and out or whatever. Bucks have the ball and it's done. It's a wrap. Yeah, that um, was. It's a, yeah. Um, what I did learn from that is they need to move on from Jalen Rager. He, I don't know if you paid yeah, too yeah, much I attention see. to that game, but he gets worse and worse each week. He had two he's, muff punts. <laughs> One, he's, the Buccaneers recovered. And, you know, he had a couple I, I drops, know. didn't he? He'd been dropping balls yes. since, since he got, uh, Drafted, didn't he? I mean, that's yeah, been kind he of was like hurt the, basically most of his rookie year. Yeah, and but then the next year he was all right, but he got hurt, and then this was his third year, and it's just he cost him a game that they could have won, dropping two balls in the end zone or right next to the end zone. And yeah, yeah I don't know. I uh, I seen Twitter going crazy on him, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody on Twitter was talking about him. They they said he was done. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, dang, dude, you had Justin Jefferson right after him get picked. 
imagine if you would have flip flopped. <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be a big difference. Yeah, but, it, it happens, man. If there was only a science to drafting players, man, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, every 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 team has done something they they wish they could take back. That's just 100%. yeah, that's just the, what it is. My team um, drafted two over Herbert, so I got to live with it. <laughs> Um, the 49ers Cowboys game was the upset for the NFC. The Niners took that big lead. Did you think on that last drive the Niners were going to lose? No, no. I just felt like it was their game the whole game. I mean, from the opening drive, it was like it was like a statement on the opening drive. I mean, the way they drove right down the field and scored, and then uh, I mean they kind of like didn't let up from there. I mean, Cowboys were playing from behind the entire time. Of course, you you know, you get to that point, you're like, could it happen? It could happen. But they just, I don't know, they looked out of sync. Even on that drive, they didn't look that great. I mean, they got they completed some plays, but that was a, that was a terrible way to end it. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> when when he did that, were you like, yeah, he just screwed up? Or were you like, wait, what's happening? So the play call isn't horrible if you execute it right. You know, so him like trying to give the ball to his center was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then, you know, they said, and I don't know if it was the press conference right after, but they said like, oh, we practice that play every Friday. And it's like, well, if you practice it every Friday, he's, he's got to know that he shouldn't hand the ball to the center. He should hand it to the ref, right? Like that's, I mean, I don't know. And then they're all blaming the refs and crying about the refs. That's just ah, it's their own stupidity. They didn't execute it well. Yeah, and I'm like, how many snaps has he done in the NFL? How many snaps has he done in college? He knows right. the rule, or he should know the rule. <laughs> should, like, right? Well, what I started questioning, I was like, all right, so you hand it to the ref, and your offense is set up, but the ref isn't. Do they, like, stop the the time and be like, all right, we're waiting on the ref, here's, like, a second? Or are you just waiting on a slow-ass ref to set it up, and you just lose? Yeah. He That's was far I'm, as hell away. He was far away, man. <laughs> like when they showed it, like how far he had to run to get there, he was really far away. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like it's football one and one. You're supposed to hand the ball to the ref, man. You're not, you know, he, he, then they're bumping into each other. I, I understand it's a big moment. They're rushing, but um, if you're going to call a draw there and you're going to run the ball, then you got to have confidence that your team knows how to execute that, like, you know, 100%. And if they don't, that's what you get. That's just it was tight, man. It was too maybe a little bit too tight for that call. I don't think it's a terrible call, but yeah, yeah. But it, it brings up this point that I said last week that McCarthy sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, I mean, he's a terrible coach. The world knows that now, right? <laughs> I mean, he, how many times has he got to blow into the playoffs with at least a halfway decent team before it's you know people are like dude he get Aaron Rodgers. For yeah, ten, eleven I mean, years or whatever he had, one Super Bowl appearance. His his decision making throughout the game, kind of clock management, all that stuff is kind of suspect. And I think it all came to light, you know, this week. I, I don't think it's going to let up. He's in the wrong place, you know, for that. I mean, Dallas, Dallas. There's always going to be that pressure in Dallas of like, is is the coach good enough? Is he not good enough? Um, and you know, Jerry's like half committed to him ever since that game. So I don't know if it's going to get any better for him, but yeah, I agree. I mean, he's not that great of a coach to begin with, but yeah. I, you know, I think the offensive coordinator looks kind of bad too. I mean, 
he, you know, he kind of, they had a good offense all season and they come to the biggest game of their season and they just look, they look bad the whole game. Yeah. Speaking on him, he, uh, he is loved throughout the NFL and by Jerry Jones. And when I was reading about, about him, Kellen, Kellen Moore, he was a yeah. beast quarterback at Boise state. I think he has the record for most wins in college. Um, was that Jerry Jones looks up to him so much that when McCarthy was hired, he's like, you're keeping Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator. And the talks is now like Kellen Moore is getting interviewed for head coaching jobs and yeah. Jerry Jones wants to keep him. And now the thing is, well, do I give it to McCarthy and give Kellen Moore the job or take the risk of him possibly leaving for a head coaching job? And then I'm out of this guy that I've always wanted. So, so that's what I hear is going to happen in Dallas. That's kind of what he did with Jason Garrett when he hired Jason yeah. Garrett. Because Jason Garrett was actually, if I remember, he was Miami's quarterback coach at the time. And he interviewed he interviewed to be uh, offensive. Was he offensive coordinator? He interviewed to be offensive coordinator, ended up becoming the head coach. I, I forget exactly how it all worked, but that's kind of what Jerry went through with that. I mean, I'm going to tell you. So Kellen Moore, inter- he interviewed for the Miami job. I sure I, I hope he doesn't get the Miami job. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I I don't know. I just don't think he has enough experience. I, I think he's like just a little too green. Um and he needs a couple more years, you know, as an assistant coach before he could be a head coach. Um I don't think that highly of Mike McCarthy. I you know, it could go either way. I wouldn't make that decision. I wouldn't let because I don't think another team is gonna hire him. I think he's he's gonna get interviews, but I don't think I think he's the one guy who doesn't get a job this you know, this period, and I think he'll come back and he'll get one next year. I think he just needs, you know, a little more experience, needs to be able to put a staff together. I don't think he's coached long enough to be able to put a good staff together. Now, in Dallas, staff's already there, I guess. <laughs> but Yeah, and he's he's learning with people that have been in the NFL for how many years as coaches? Dan Quinn, McCarthy, yeah. you know, at least you got but all Quinn's this Quinn's gone, though. Quinn's Did out he already leave? Oh, he's going to get a job, man. Oh. <laughs> He's for sure. He's interviewed for six jobs or something. I mean, yeah. he's he's going to get a job somewhere. Then what? <laughs> That's a good point. Um, all right, let's let's switch the AFC recap. Yeah, first game was by far the closest game. That was the Raiders and Bengals. That also had a little bit of controversy. Supposedly, those refs are no longer going to be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I've seen a little bit about that. Yeah, the Raiders had a little comeback at the end, had the ball, and couldn't couldn't finish and lost by, I believe, seven. Um, and the, uh, the controversy comes around the Bengals scoring a touchdown in which With whistle. a whistle blew, and then the play kept going. They, 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 threw, they threw the ball in the end zone, got the touchdown, they reviewed it and said the whistle came after the play, which is clearly wrong. Yeah. And who's to say they wouldn't have scored a touchdown at another time? After that, I don't know if it was second or third down. But even if it's third down, that's three points right there. They they still win. But did you see it? I did not. I started to I tuned in in the third quarter. So, so- I, I missed it. There definitely was a whistle, <laughs> for sure. <Okay. laughs> there definitely was a whistle. Uh, but, like, I mean, the ball was already in the air at that point. I, you know, I don't 
I don't think it like impact. It's not like the, like the DB heard the whistle and he stopped covering and that, mm-hmm. you know, like the ball was already in the air. So it's like, yeah, I mean, there definitely was a whistle. They tried to say there wasn't, but I don't think it really impacted the play that much from what I see. The clip I seen of it, I seen it again. I seen it on Twitter and like people were kind of slowing it down and stuff. And, uh, I mean, it looked like it was, it was done, was done. Like it, the, the whistle wasn't going to impact that play, but. You know, hey, listen, I, I coach football and I've I've been impacted by whistles like that, you know, inver- inadvertent whistles, and they suck when they do happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Joe Burrow looked good. They probably would have scored. They probably would have scored anyway. Um, what do you think about the other two games, the, the blowout in Buffalo and the blowout in Kansas City? I mean – I expected both. So, you know, I mean, uh, I know you, you picked the Patriots as your underdog or whatever, but, I, you know, I've watched Buffalo play, man. They're a really good team. I am i wasn't surprised by anything I've seen. I mean, I was surprised in the end when I seen they scored on every single drive that they had the ball, which is, is I guess it's never been done before. They scored on every drive except for the one where they took a knee at the end of the game. That's like the only time it's ever happened or the only time it's ever happened in playoff history or something. So maybe that part was a little surprising. I mean, the Kansas City game, I mean, Ben is washed, man. I mean, he's he's kind of done. Like, everybody expected that one to be kind of a blowout. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, the Buffalo game makes me reevaluate my uh, my Super Bowl pick a little bit. They looked even better than I thought they would look, and I, and I already thought they'd look really good. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a much closer game than what it was. And I know going on the limb with the Patriots, but I just, I knew Pittsburgh had no chance. I yeah. I wasn't sure about the Raiders to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you. if you're going to pick an underdog, that's, that's the one to pick, I guess, if you're considering yeah. them an underdog, but you got to remember, remember this moving <laughs> forward. Cause you said something about betting and, and, you know, making bets. Mm-hmm. It's not Bella. It's not Brady's Patriots anymore. So, <laughs> Belichick's a really good coach, but he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. So that, that's something I learned over the last two years. Like we would be playing them and the game would come down to the wire and I'd be like, oh, but it's the Patriots. Like as long if they got 50 seconds, they can come back and win. Nah, without Brady, they're not those Patriots anymore. Like it just it's not there. Now when you watch the Bucks, you gotta think that, oh, there's 50 seconds, Brady might get down the field. But yeah, I don't I'm not going to say Belichick's a great coach. His team is well coached. He did a phenomenal job with what he had this year, but yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got to see what Belichick is the last two years against the spread. Yeah. Without, without Brady. That'd be, that's something I got to look up because with them, like they were, they dominated, like you said, for sure. So yeah, maybe, maybe I need to reevaluate, evaluate that. Because now we know, know we have we have two years of sample sizes without Tom Brady there. <laughs> it's a different team, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Like they they had a good season, but they you know yeah. Brady was the clutch. You know, Brady was the one who, if the game was close, you couldn't you know you couldn't feel comfortable with a slight lead if you knew Brady had to come back with the ball. You know, now it's like, what's Mac Jones going to do? Throw an interception. Well. Maybe they just need a, a good tight end up in New Man. England right now. And they, they've they been lacking it the last couple of years. They need, 
good receivers, period. And they don't got nobody who can catch. Who scares you on that team catching the ball? I mean, Hunter Henry, I guess. You know, they got Hunter Henry. He's he's pretty good tight end. But outside of that, I mean, I would guess that most, most like, just NFL fans who are not, like, super into football, just general fans, probably can't name two receivers on the Patriots. That's fair. I, most people would probably say uh, the dude just retired. What's his name? I can't even think of his know. name right now. Yeah, people would say I don't. Know. <laughs> like, I don't. Who, who do you know? Two receivers on the Patriots off top of your head? Nope. <laughs> no, like uh, I, you know, they're in my division. I don't really know any of their receivers. I know they drop a lot of balls when they throw it to them. So <laughs> they do have. Uh, they have the guy who came from from the Eagles. Uh, the one who used to be on the Eagles. What's his name? Um, man, he's like your your. Your Ragor before then. Uh, his name starts with an R too, I think. What's his name? The fast guy. You guys drafted him the year you had like Namdi Asamoah and ah, uh, no, nah, not Namdi. Uh shit! Come on, man. Now I gotta look <laughs> it up. Now I gotta look it up. He he was uh, you guys drafted him and people said he was a bust and oh Nelson Aguilar. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, I don't know why because you said it started with an R. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, no, um, I'm way off. <laughs> no, that's who it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, who started with an R? Yeah, I'm clicking him right now. See how we did. Um, thirty-seven receptions, three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, their wide receivers in general probably. I'm curious how many receptions their total wide receivers had this season. Like, it probably wasn't much. I mean. It's, I'm trying to find like a link here that'll take me just to that, but yeah, the most he had was 60 yards in a game. Well, 72 in the first week against against uh, Miami, but yeah, he went to uh, Oakland or Las Vegas last year and killed it. And yeah. Gruden was like, "We need to sign him now before he's worth more money." And now he got his money, and now he sucks again. Yeah, I mean, I, I I remember people saying Miami was going to be like in the mix for him, and I was like, "What, Nelson Aguilar? Like that dude sucks." But <laughs> he did he did have a good year last year. Um, uh, you know, he probably wasn't terrible for the Patriots, but again, I, like I've watched Miami play him, I've watched Buffalo play him. Like, there's no receiver that that scares you. So everybody just kind of covers their tight ends. And Jacoby Myers did have 83 receptions, though. So I mean, he had decent amount of receptions, but. Does anybody outside of this podcast know his name? <laughs> Probably not. Not unless, not unless you're, you're living in that area. And, I mean. um, yeah. So let's get into how we how we did prediction wise last week. That was, it was a tough week to talk about upsets, and we we tried to do our upsets. It was just yeah. there was four games that weren't even close. Um, you could really, really say, well, no, I would say a touchdown is, is a close game when the other teams got the ball. So we had four out of six games, weren't even close. One upset, home teams went five and one. Favorites, all five out of the six favored teams, five of them covered. So it was kind of like home teams dominated. The teams that were supposed to win won. So it should be in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what separates yeah. the, the good teams from the bad ones, that they win the games they're supposed to win. Yeah. Uh, now, the upset was picked by CJ. He did say the Niners were going to beat Dallas, if you guys listen to the podcast. And yeah. I had Dallas as my dark horse. 
So my dark well, horse is out in the, <laughs> in the NFC. I, I did say that Dallas would be in the running for the Super Bowl, though. So I, <laughs> I noticed I kind of like flip-flopped it there. I, def- I picked San Francisco for the upset, and then I kind of was like, oh, Dallas is really good. You know, they, they could be in the running in the end there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, San Francisco handled their business. Yeah, they went in. They took the lead. They did what they had to do, and they even had players missing. Their, yeah. their, uh, Bosa was missing, and I forget somebody else on defense. I did mention too. I said, you know, unless the Cowboys, Cowboy, you know, and that's that's what they did. <laughs> you know, the Cowboys always find a way to blow things too. So, I uh, yeah, I was like, law of averages, man. The Cowboys are going to have to make it soon, <laughs> and now they're on that list of uh, I think five teams that have not made it to the championship game longest longest streaks. I think they're at twenty six years. Oh wow! And I, I'm like. I'm going to keep picking them if they got a good year because I'm like, well, all of averages, they got to get there. <laughs> Eventually, right? Eventually. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, well, it wasn't the best week for picking upsets. Um, no. Now we'll get into uh, to this week's matchups, which is it going to be better games than last week? Hopefully, viewership-wise, it will be. There's four games this weekend. We'll go to the NFC, you have the Niners going to the Packers, who are the one seed, and the Rams going to the Bucks, who are the two seed. Between these two teams, what is the best matchup you want to watch this weekend? Uh, between those two, man, um, I guess I'd say the Rams and the Bucks. Uh, I think both of those games are both those games, I think, are going to be good games. I think both will be quality games. Uh, I don't think anybody will run away with, with either of them. But uh, just the way the Rams looked, I, I wasn't really sold on the Rams last week either. Like, I figured they'd beat Arizona, but I wasn't really sold on them to go to long distance. I know you said at one point, like, you know, they were their top, top sort of Super Bowl team in the running there. Um, they looked good. They looked really good. Um you know, I don't know if that was a product of Arizona or what, but yeah, I think it should be a really good game. I mean, you got two two really good offenses or two. I mean, the Bucks are a really good offense, and the Rams are top ten offense. Um, both of their defenses are sort of, you know, mid middle of the pack sort of. Um, you got number one passing, you know, offense, number five passing offense, so. Both of them suck at rushing. So, I mean, they're pretty evenly matched. If you look at the statistics, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't bet against Brady, though. So, um, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think the Bucks are going to make it to the Super Bowl, but I, I'm not betting against them in this game. Yeah, this is the game I can't decide even straight up who I think is going to win because the Rams, the Rams keep looking – like they're a team that could upset somebody. Yeah. Um, so this is the matchup I would like to see a little bit better. I think Green Bay in the cold and and just coming off a bye, I think they win. It's going to be cool to watch, but yeah. I'd prefer the Rams against the Bucks because the Rams, just like the Niners, they got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Right, They're a little bit different. But just Tom Brady against somebody in the playoffs, to me, when it's a, like a close game, it's a two-point game, that's a good matchup for me. Because I like seeing, yeah. can Tom Brady keep winning or 
What was he going to lose? So it says he's 14 and two career in the divisional round. Whereas, yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're not beating him unless you got a elite quarterback or an elite defense. I mean, their defense is pretty good, but it's not that great this year. I mean, it's like kind of middle of the pack almost. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to play the best game they played all season to beat him. But, uh, you know, I think, I think the only way you're beating him is with a, uh, with a, an, another elite quarterback. So that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of elite quarterbacks, like I, I, I consider Garoppolo probably the worst quarterback in the, uh, in the playoffs right now. Tannehill, Tannehill, right? You, you, yeah. You can compare. I, <laughs> but there's just something about Garopp- Garoppolo I just don't trust. Yeah, I mean, I think he he fits in that system a little bit, and what they do, I don't think he'd have the success he's having there anywhere else, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's got to be the worst kind of remaining uh, quarterback and and still in it. So yeah. I mean, he almost he almost blew it for them. Like they had the game in the bag, and he threw the interception, and all yeah. of a sudden Dallas just started having this thing. Like a good quarterback would not. <laughs> That was right. such a, a terrible throw, but um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, you'd have to argue though. Like, well, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of good quarterbacks, but if you had to figure it out, I mean, hell, Joe Burrow, he might be in the top three, maybe of what's left. You know, that feels weird when you got like Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers, and then you got, of course, uh, Josh Allen's pretty good too. I mean, yeah. well, don't I forget guess, my home. Shit. <laughs> okay, so maybe he's not in the top three, but I mean, you know, he—it's—it's it's not out of the question. You know, he's—he's—he's he's, he's in the top tier of like what's out there. I, th- you know, I think the way he's played this year, I think he, you know, he, coming into next season, you got to look at him as like a top seven quarterback in the league. I think. But yeah, um, so we're both in agreement. I said last week the Rams and Cardinals was the best game to watch. Um. Yeah, I think the so, the Rams the Rams game is going to be best. The Rams Bucks be the best game to watch this week. I I picked Green Bay to go to Super Bowl, so I, you know I'm sure that game will be close because 49ers looked good last week. But Green Bay, if if Green Bay is a legitimate Super Bowl pick, like I think they are, then they you know it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that great of a game. They should win that game, and it should be clear they're going to win that game. Yeah. Now AFC best matchup. Over the weekend, our listeners should tune in and watch. Bengals, Titans. Titans coming off the bye as the one. Bills and Chiefs, Bills which and is Chiefs a rematch no of the championship <laughs> game last year. <laughs> yeah, no question. I, Bills and Chiefs to me, I mean, that's going to be a – that should be fireworks all game long. Um, I mean, Kansas City's got 27th-ranked defense in the league. So I don't know what they're going to do to slow Buffalo down. Um, but, you know, I can't believe – really, 27th defense? Is that real? That's Have they because, been that bad? That's because the first eight games, they were giving up 32 points a game. Okay. I was going to say, so, I, I mean, I feel yeah. like they've not been that great. But I No, since then, like they've they given up – yeah, since then, I saw the stat when I watched them. Since then, they give up about 16 points a game. Okay. Well, I, yeah, Buffalo's going to score more than 16, and so are the Chiefs. So I, I think that's going to be the best game to watch because I think it's going to be a lot of points scored. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. 
Um, I think it'll come down to the wire and it could, it could, it can go either way really. Um, I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. Anytime you get like a championship game rematch before the championship game rematch um, spot, I think is, is great because someone is not hitting what they did last year. And some right. team is going to remember exactly what it felt to lose that game and be that close to the championship game. So Buffalo coming in with that chip on their shoulder, you know, Kansas city, obviously they went to the Super Bowl last year and won it the year before. I think it's by far, I think it's the best game people should tune into over the weekend and hopefully yeah, it, it lives up to the hype. Um, I, some, the, like, the it, one thing but, that sucks about it is just how it's seated. Right. Like I agree with you. You want to see those teams play and, and somebody didn't get to make it, but I think both of those teams are just, you know, I don't know. I think they're better than the Bengals and the, and the Titans. I know it didn't like work out that way. That's not the way it shook out, but you know, those are the two teams. Like to me, one of those two teams is going to Super Bowl. Whoever wins this game is going to Super Bowl to me, in my opinion. So, um, I don't know. It's just it's like when I made my prediction for the Super Bowl last week, I didn't realize these two teams were going to play this week. <laughs> so I kind of blew that one. Not like looking looking forward enough, but um, yeah, it should be it should be the best game to watch, no question. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there was an upset, you would have it would have been good. But yeah. you had every every team won. You know, every home team. So. Just by just by that, you know, if the Raiders beat the Bengals, it flip flops, and the Bills are in Tennessee. Yeah, see that would have that would have been better. <laughs> that would have been better for the end result that I'd like to see, and that's these two teams, you know, because I just like I said, I just think one of these teams is going to Super Bowl. So, yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to get into a new thing. We did this last year on the podcast, and it is. Um, using the spin wheel, which I will display. We have every team listed that's in the playoffs, and each one of us will take a turn spinning it and have to defend this team winning the Super Bowl. So you have about 30 seconds. CJ, you ready to go? I'm first. Okay. Got it. Rams. <laughs> okay, Rams. Uh, Rams. Good, good defense. Really good receiver. Uh, experienced quarterback. Maybe not a lot of playoff experience, but experienced quarterback. Um, I think they dominated the game last week. So, from the way they looked last week, there's no reason why they shouldn't look just as good this week. Um, I think they got play. Even though their defense isn't really where they want it to be right now, I think they got some exceptional players on defense who will step up. Whether that's Jalen Ramsey, I mean, they got they got a lot of guys on the defensive line. Aaron Donald, uh, you know, uh, it's it's easy to make a case for the Rams to get the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So, um, and I think the Bucks aren't as great as they were last year. So, that's a good good defense for the Rams. And let's see who I got to pick. The Chiefs. Oh, great! <laughs> what a hard one. <laughs> well, there there might be the, the the team that looks the best right now, putting up the most points in the last few weeks. Right now, Mahomes in the playoffs gets about thirty two points a game. So 
that is the record in the NFL history. They've been there twice. They could have been there three years ago. They're high, they're, they got a home game. Going, if they have to go on the road, they're going to Tennessee. They could win in Tennessee. That's easy. They still remember the loss and how bad they played in the Super Bowl. Andy Reid's been there. He's done this. He's done it for 30 years, basically. You know, Mahomes has been there, done that. They got the best athletes. I don't see how they cannot win this Super Bowl this year. Oh, that was confident, man. Very well done. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I don't know about that I Andy Reid part. That you didn't. You guys get rid of Andy Reid because you didn't think he could win when it mattered. Yeah. <laughs> does that sting a little? <laughs> does that sting a little nowadays um, to see? It does, but I I did at the time. It seemed like he was losing the team, and that's yeah. why they got rid of him. But I wish it was stale. Yeah, it got stale. But like you knew, he was still a really good coach. Just something just happened, which either he wasn't giving it his all or the team just was like over him and he just yeah. needed to go someplace else. And, you know, did, he, he, did he knows have a year how to off? coach. He, what? I can't remember. Did he take a no, year he off? Didn't take or a did year he go right he in the game? Okay. And I think they won, went in the playoffs that year. Yeah. I mean, but he just did. I, I feel like he did it differently. In Kansas City, like it, it doesn't look like the same kind of team he put together. It doesn't look like the same. Like he did a lot of different things. I feel like in Kansas City, like it doesn't feel like the Eagles teams he built. Yeah, I, a lot of things I hear is that he just lets them play how they want to play, and just kind of gears them to doing things the right way. Like, all right, Mahomes, you want to run? You can run. I'll just gear my my offense towards your skills instead of here's my system. Yeah. You play in this system. And I think that's probably why Mahomes is taken off statistically um, and is, what, fifth or sixth year? Um, yeah, I mean, he, the things they do with him, man, the stuff they add on their offense. I mean, I, you know, he's always been innovative, but just the, whether it be the RPO, whether it be some of the motion stuff they do with Tyreek Hill, I mean, they're just – they put together a crazy little. I mean, I guess it helps not having Donovan McNabb as your quarterback, but yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think he was that bad. He he was a good starter for a long time. And yeah, I would I would agree with that. He, yeah. he's, you know, he, he's he just a, yeah, he just wasn't one of the best that was going to get you over the hump. Um, so what what we're going to do next for the spin wheel is CJ is going to get a team and is going to have to say why they're going to lose over the weekend. Don't give me Buffalo. <laughs> oh, my God. It is Buffalo. Can you oh, see it? man. Yeah, it was Buffalo right there. <laughs> it was so uh, close to being on the Packers, too, but you got the Bills. <laughs> all right. Why are they going to lose? They're going to lose because their team isn't ready yet. They're still young. They're still – they're still in the mix, but haven't quite overcome that hurdle of, you know, uh, getting their young guys to do what they need to do to win in the playoffs. They're going to lose because they're playing against Patrick Mahomes, and he's, you know, probably the best quarterback in the league. If he's not, he's definitely a top two or three quarterback in the league. Um, and they're going to lose just because they're playing at Arrowhead. Uh, you know, that's that's all I got for you. I don't, they're a really good team. It's hard for me to really, uh, you know, but I, I think – you know, case can be made. They're away. They're the away team. They're playing one of the best quarterbacks in the game. 
You know, yeah. and they lost not, last year. Yeah. Not a bad defense. It's, it's tough. It's tough when you just pick them to, <laughs> to get a Super Bowl <laughs> to defend why they're not going to even make it. Make it <laughs> to next week. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, either one of these teams, man. I, you know, it's a tough game. Yeah. All right, who do I got to defend? Watch, you're gonna get the Bengals or something. No, look, oh, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> You need to right now. You need to go to a casino and start doing Russian roulette, roulette man. or just roulette. That's all, I, that's all I play is roulette at the casino. I need to go yeah, right two now. for your last two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got the Bengals. So the reason why they're going to lose this week, they are zero and seven on in road playoff games. They they finally won a playoff game for the first time in in uh, like five presidencies. It's, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. a while. So, just them being here right now was their Super Bowl. Nope. So they don't even ha- like losing. Losing is not going to matter to them. They they did better than what they've done in thirty plus years. They're just happy to be in the conversation right now. They're going against the number one team <laughs> who gets the best running back back. Um, you know they have they have. A young quarterback, a lot of a young core, but Mike Vrabel is arguably one of the best coaches in football right now. You're playing them at home. They were one of the best teams last year, and they found a way to lose. They were, you know, it, it's it's tough to go down there with. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think that's yeah, my time. I mean, that was good. That was good. I, that that felt feel like that's an easy game. <laughs> that's an easy team to pick. Um, but yeah, funny enough, you said uh, you said that that was their Super Bowl. The coach went into like a bar in the city and like gave a game ball to the city of Cincinnati. So that emphasizes everything you just said, right? Like, act like you've been there before. They're giving out game balls to the city because it's been so long, man. <laughs> All right. Let's do a bonus. Let's have you do one more Super Bowl, and I'll do one more why the team's going to lose this weekend. I'm doing one more Super Bowl. I'm defending this team or saying they won't win? Defending. Okay. And I'll do why they're going to lose this weekend. All right. Let's go. Titans. How are they going to win in the Super Bowl? Derrick Henry. That's all I got to say. I don't even (laughs) say anything else. (laughs) Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, he's going to come back with a vengeance. He's going to run over anybody and everybody. You got Ryan Tannehill. He's a dual threat. He can run. He's sneaky. Uh, you know, he's got a big arm. Uh, A.J. Brown is back. They've looked good since A.J. Brown has been back. And, uh, yeah, Derrick Henry. That's it. I don't, I don't got these crazy stats you got. Like, it's been so many games since they won. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, do you think he's going to be 100%? I think Derrick Henry at 90% is better than most of the league. So he, he said, or they said, he's. I just seen a tweet earlier where they were like, oh, yeah, he's best he's felt in four months or something like that. But they always say that. Yeah. All right. Here I got to defend losing this weekend. The Bucks. All right. Oh. My Super Bowl pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bucks are going to lose this weekend. Because the Rams, they're rolling right now. They, like everything you said on why they're going to win the Super Bowl, 
There's every reason why the Bucks are going to lose this game. The only thing they got going for them is that they have Tom Brady on that team. Everybody else is not as great as what they were last year. They've lost 49% of their offense from last year or from this year so that they won't have in this game. Going against a team that has one an offense just as good as you but has everybody playing is going to be tough to beat. So you take the lead on them, they're going to be able to come back just like that. Their defense has been upgraded throughout the year. They beat a rival. They spanked the rival over the, the past weekend. They were there in the Super Bowl, just like you, very recently, I think two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. Might have been three. Can't remember. But they were just there. The coach, three. Yeah, the coach is one of the best coaches in the league. He knows how to win big games, as he's done in the past. And that's how the Bucks will lose this weekend. You don't believe that, though? No. <laughs> Let's hold on. Let's I give Sean McVay. Let's give Sean McVay some love on his coaching tree, real quick. Can we okay. just point out that Sean McVay's coaching tree is better than Bill Belichick's coaching tree? Okay, who's Sean McVay got? He's got uh, Matt Lafleur, uh, who's in who's in Green Bay right now. Okay, he's got uh, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati right now. Um, the the dude at the Chargers, he came from Sean McVay. Uh, what's his okay. name? Brandon Staley. Yeah. Um, the is the Eagles coach off of Sean McVay's tree? No, he's from Sariani. Uh, he's from the Colts. So unless he okay. came previously, I don't. Okay. I don't think he did. So he's got at least those three. Which you know, listen, I don't know if you can give Sean McVay all the credit because a lot of them come from really Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree. <laughs> because all I don't know if you know this, but McVay, Shanahan, Mike McDaniel. Um, Lafleur. They all coached in Washington together. They were all on the Reds, uh, the Redskins staff when I guess uh, uh, Shanahan's pot was the coach. I guess I can't. I don't know who the coach was back then, but I know they all coached together on the same team years ago. So if you look at most of the teams left in the playoffs, you got the Rams. They're they're a McVay you know, team or they run his offense. They run some form of San Francisco runs the same offense. They got a bunch of coaches that coach with him. Green Bay has a bunch of coaches that coach with him because Matt LaFleur took coaches with him there. It's a, a lot of that tree of coaches that were in the playoffs the last two weeks and are still in the playoffs. So mm. shout out to Sean McVay because his tree is better than Bill Belichick's tree. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing I can think of Bill is Vrabel. And Vrabel didn't and- really coach under him. He was a player. Yeah, and I, yeah, so I don't. That's like the only thing I can think of right now. Think about that for a second. I'm a I'm a Patriots hater, obviously, <laughs> but none of his coaches have had success as head coaches. All of them have gotten jobs as head coaches. Josh McDaniels is terrible. Matt Patricia was terrible. Romeo Cornell, like we can go back further. Romeo Cornell was yeah. bad. Charlie Weiss was bad. Uh, Flores was okay. You would have to say Flores is probably the most competent one of the bunch. Who's who's been a a Belichick coach or, you know, from his coaching tree. So, and is it really his coaching tree or is it Bill Parcells coaching tree? Uh, yeah. I don't how know, far, how they, far can you go back? <laughs> right. I mean, they, you know, <laughs> Romeo Cornell and Charlie Weiss, they all fall from underneath Bill Parcells. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I just think it's, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like looking at the playoff teams and the coaches and I'm just like mind blown 
at how young Sean McVay is and how successful the coaches who have left his organization have went to be elsewhere. He's he'll probably have two more guys get hired this year that coach under him at some point in time. Yeah. And he kind of started getting all the young coaches. Yeah. Cause when he went there and people were like, wow. And then I, and then everyone started hiring the young guys and they tried to yeah. emulate what he had. Yeah. I mean, even, even right now, you know, like Miami's like looking hire a coach and so I'm obviously watching the coaching landscape and seeing who's going where and who's doing what and you just wonder like you know is it going to be another year of like these younger guys getting jobs or is it gonna I don't know I feel like this year it'll bounce back a little bit to like the retreat guys so like uh Peterson and Dan Quinn and like these guys on their second chances I think but um I don't know I just you gotta put some respect on Sean McVay's uh tree because I was looking at that the other day and I just I think it's crazy the amount of success that has branched off from him. Yeah. I mean, you're not lying. That's pretty good. And the Chargers were right in it at the end. They just yeah. they messed up. Um, so the last thing we're going to do is we have a bonus for all you people that love to bet, which now sports gambling is basically legal in almost the whole country. You might be wondering, who do we think is the lock of the week. And I will bring up these odds and we you will share our lock of this. the week. I can go first. <laughs> you can go okay. first on this one. All right. So right now, I like the Packers at minus five. You might get it probably before it starts tomorrow at six, six and a half. I think that's still good. The Packers are playing in frigid weather. San Francisco is coming from California, the second road game. They have some – they're not the healthiest team right now. Packers had a week to get healthy. And Rodgers in the playoffs at this time right now is solid. Ask me next next week, he may not be solid. But right now, he's going to get you to that championship game. And they're going to come out firing. And Rodgers remembers last year – he was 13-3 and three and didn't get the Super Bowl. And this year, he should be the MVP. And a little people, a few people disrespected him for the vaccine status and all this and that. So he's got a chip on his shoulder. So this is his time to shine. He's going to come out and light it up. So I think the Packers are the lock of the week. So book it down. There you go. CJ, who do you got? That was a good breakdown. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the same game. Honestly, I, like the the other teams are just the points aren't enough for me to feel super confident in any of those games. I, I don't love that this is going to be five or six points either for Green Bay, but at the same time, I, that is the only game that I look at and say, you know what, it should be a clear cut winner in this game, and it should be Green Bay. I mean, again, San Francisco looked really good last week. I picked them as my sleeper, but. This game should be – it should be a lock, especially at Lambeau. Um, and the other games are just too close. They're too they're too close to call. I thought about going Buffalo for a second because Buffalo's getting, what, two? But that's not enough. If they were getting three, you know, I might – four. If they were getting four, <laughs> I might pick them. But uh, Green Bay is probably your safest bet in this situation. If it, it, You know, I don't bet a lot on football, but if I did, this is the only game I would bet on. Yeah, the the over-unders are tough for me 
because it's like, you know, the Buffalo game, they're expecting the most points. And I'm like, yeah. 54 is a lot of points. <laughs> yeah, that's um, – and, and I feel like every time they think that a game's going to be a lot of points, it is, you know. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I just It feels like the last couple of years, like, oh, there's this game – you know, you think both teams are going to score thirty, and then you go out there, and it's it's like a it's a battle all game long, and then one team ends up winning seventeen to fourteen or something. So yeah. over unders, I, I don't mess with it at all. But I, I usually steer clear of them. But you know, if anyone's into over unders, I would say maybe look into the Rams Bucks because those are two high powered offenses. But I don't know what I'm going to get from the Bucks with all those people missing. How, That's true. How, how good do they, true. how good are they going to do passing wise against the Rams? Now since you're going down to the, you know, the cream of the crop of the NFL, it's going to get a little bit tougher. So I would say if you look at over unders, yeah. I would maybe look into the over under of that game. But, I, um, I think I think the Bills and Chiefs will score a lot of points, but. 54, I don't know. I mean, and it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be really cold at Arrowhead. I feel like it always is in playoff games. It'd be like, it'd be like eight degrees. It feels like it's negative 12 or something, like when they're down at Arrowhead. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I don't mess with over unders. So I have to take your advice on that one. <laughs> well, well, we'll see how it is. Um, I know people are listening to this because when the Eagles were getting the crap kicked out of them i was getting text messages about (laughs) about how that was my upset of the week and i was like come on man (laughs) i was like don't talk trash until all the games are done because there could be no upsets so by default i had to pick somebody some loser right (laughs) of course i mean of course you're gonna pick your team man come on now yeah, well, you I mean, you made a you made a decent case, but it made it had zero impact on the game. Anything you said, <laughs> you I mean, talked about the number one Russian offense and the Russian defense, and I just, oh, they had, might have had like thirty rushing yards at halftime, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a, and then you obviously can't rush when you're behind by, by more than one score. That's how do you feel about uh, them committing to Jalen Hurts? I'm okay with it right now. I, I don't okay. think he's a problem. I think the problem is one is Rager, mm-hmm. and I just think he needs he needs a few more weapons, and then they figure out their defense. Their defense is it's good, it's bad, and right now their offense it's just a one half team. Yeah. So I don't know if that's because they don't have enough weapons to to do it. Or they're just trying to establish the run in the beginning and get to the second half and tie you out. But every 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 freaking first half, it's zero points, three points, seven points. <laughs> like I can go back week after week. This past weekend, zero. When they played Dallas, I think they had seven, maybe three. The week before that, they had seven. The week before that, I believe, was the Giants. They had three. Like you can't do that every single week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be able to score points in the NFL to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 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 tricky, man. You got to build around a young quarterback. Some teams do it right. Some teams don't. You know, I, I don't think mine did a great job. I don't think yours did a great job. You know, you get these young quarterbacks. You got to 
you got to put at least one really, really good receiver around him. You got to get a good offensive line. Uh, you know, I don't know. You got to help the kid as much as you can. And, you know, look at Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. I mean, there's a lot of firepower on that offense all around if you look at it. Not that all of it was drafted after him, but what they do? They went out and got his college teammate, you know. They did. I mean, obviously they sucked, and that's how they got him. But you know, they built they built around their quarterback. They gave him weapons. Um, you guys picked the wrong receiver, I guess. But well, we did pick the best receiver, I think, last year with Devontae Smith. It's just you just whoa. gotta, you gotta whoa, wait. Whoa. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, because Jamar Chase is really good. True. <laughs> he, he's he's rookie of the year, no question, right? Offensive rookie. He's got to be offensive rookie. Of the yeah, year. I don't. Th- I don't think that's on Devante for this year. I, th- okay. I think I think Burrow is just a better, obviously a well, better quarterback all right. than Hurts. Now I'm gonna pull my bias in. Jalen Waddle <laughs> was better than Devontae Smith. <laughs> uh, Jalen Waddle broke the record for most receptions, rookie. All Anquan Bolden's record. Let's look this up. Waddle, look it up. He just yeah, broke but, the all-time rookie reception record. His jersey's in the Hall of Fame. I seen it on Twitter today. They put it in the Hall of Fame for the record-breaking the record-breaking season he had. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah, but I mean, if my Eagles did not pick him, I would have been pissed because he's a Heisman winner. He went to the same school as Jalen Hurts. He's going to be your quarterback. I think there's like what you said with um with the Bengals having those two people work together. It, it's just something you already have that chemistry. It's going to make you better. Yeah, same thing um, we did with Waddle. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at his stats. I'm trying to compare the two right now, but Waddle had 104 catches, 1,015 yards, six touchdowns. Trying to find Devonte here. Devonte had sixty-four for nine sixteen, which was an Eagles record, by the way. Yeah, Devonte Waddle broke the NFL record and the Dolphins' rookie record for receiving yards. Now Devonte, they threw deeper for Devonte. He got fourteen yards of carry or fourteen yards of catch. I so I did I did prefer Devonte Smith coming out. I preferred Devontae Smith coming out. And when we took Waddle instead of Devontae Smith, I was kind of shocked until I seen kind of how he fit more into what we were doing on offense. He fit a little better than Devontae Smith. Um, I think the jury's out. Like, it's it's easy. I mean, there's really no question in college that Jalen Waddle was more of a deep threat than Devontae Smith. But, you know, Jalen Waddle that. played on a team that offensive line – he he played on a team but, that the offensive line couldn't block for two seconds. <laughs> so yeah. we didn't throw anything. I think Tua probably had the lowest amount of throws over 20 yards in the league. So that's not a reflection yeah. of Jalen Waddle. Okay. That's just <laughs> Cause I, that's, Yeah, because I want to say it's like right him. now, yeah, looking at over 20 yards, Devontae mm-hmm. doubled him up with, with 16. Or he yeah, I mean, our, our, so our offense was horizontal. Everything we did was horizontal. You know, you could blame that on Tua. You could blame it on the offense. I, you know, I don't really know because yeah. – Tua looked good throwing deep in college, but um, our offensive line was so horrible that we didn't throw anything over 20 yards. And I think part of that is we signed Will Fuller as a free agent to be the vertical guy, and they could kind of complement each other. And Will Fuller played like two games and got paid $10 million. So 
that dude. Uh, hopefully you guys sign him next year because I don't know what's going on with him. But apparently he broke his finger <laughs> and he missed an entire season with a broken finger. So answer me. But we'll see. The jury's out. But you, I don't, you can't say he's the best receiver because Jamar Chase smoked them both. It's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> and I, um, and I, liked, I liked both more than Jamar Chase coming out. I like Devontae Smith the best out of all of them. And but after watching the seasons unfold, there's no arguing. Jamar Chase is really damn good. Yeah, and fourteen hundred fifty-five yards, thirteen touchdowns. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think what does hurt Devonte Smith is a little bit is that hurts likes to throw to his uh, tight end a little bit, a little bit too much. Um, yeah. Dang, he had two hundred sixty-six. Catching yards against the Chiefs? Damn. <laughs> yeah, and, and he, I mean, had, he had one, two, three, four, five games over 100 receiving yards. So, that's a lot. Okay. I think Jalen Waddle had one, <laughs> maybe two. Like, so, yeah, I mean, he had one. Yeah, he had one. let's look. I got, I got it up right now. But it, it's, it was the, it was the um, opposite got, of what you said. Got one. So in in our offense, they Tua just threw the ball to Jalen Waddle every play. I mean, he didn't even throw the ball to nobody. Else. He didn't even try to. Like, so yeah. I mean, like you look, he had ten receptions for ninety two yards one game. Who the hell yeah. has ninety two yards on ten receptions? Like, <laughs> somebody <laughs> well, had ten just... receptions. You think they got one hundred sixty yards or something, right? Well, look at him against the Raiders. He had twelve receptions for fifty eight yards. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but I know, but I know the <laughs> offense. That's not a reflection of him because he gets open yeah. every single play. It's just a reflection of our offensive line, and you know, Tua's got a noodle arm. I don't know. I don't know what happened between. <laughs> you know, I was listening today, so maybe it's because of the hip. They're saying you know quarterbacks don't have really strong arms. They they throw with their hips a lot, and he had the hip surgery. I, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I would I would argue that Devonte Smith had the third best rookie season. <laughs> out of the wide receivers <laughs> so just keep that in mind but we'll you know we'll see in three years who's the best out of the bunch then yeah. both of us will probably have new quarterbacks and new head coaches by then and <laughs> who knows what else yeah i think chase was definitely put in the best position out of all three with, yeah with, you, with you, burrow you, you remember in the preseason he looked terrible yeah Jamar Chase was dropping every ball in the preseason. People were saying he was he was terrible. The year off of football killed him, and yada yada. I mean, you you got to say though, all three of them had the luxury of coming right in and playing with a quarterback they played in college with. So that's like you know you can't even say that. Well, okay, well Joe Burrow played with Jamar Chase in in college. Well, Tua played with Waddle, and Devontae Smith played with Jalen Hurts. So I mean, it's it's fair game that way. <laughs> and the rest, the rest comes up to coaching, and you know, yeah, that's what that was so frustrating with uh, Hertz was that he wasn't throwing to him much, and they're like, why are you throwing to these other bums? Like, this guy is clearly your best wide receiver. Yeah, throwing the ball, and then he would throw him in like the third or fourth quarter, and he'd throw it like three times in a row. You're like, where was this before? <laughs> Maybe he wasn't open, Dan. Maybe. Yeah, you could be right. I, I, like you said, a few years from now, Tom's going to tell. It, this is this yeah. is one year, seventeen games. So this is a short sample size. So um, what we can agree on is it was a good wide receiver draft period. Yeah. Yep. Not like, but, uh, not like the Nelson Aguilar year. 
Yeah. Um, all right. We just hit almost about an hour. You talk too yeah. much, man. I don't know, but it's good information. It's good information. <laughs> you know. But um, yeah. Thanks again. We're going to do this two more times because there's two more uh, weekends of NFL playoffs. So you'll hear us again next week, and then we'll be off for a week. As the Pro Bowl goes on, no, no, no need to talk about the Pro Bowl. That's that's uh, a, nothing a to see. <laughs> and then then we'll do a Super Bowl special, and uh, maybe we'll get some some other guests in here. We'll, we'll think of a way to to liven it up. I'm I'm gonna have to uh, do my homework like you, man. Like I feel like you're you're an analytics genius out here. You're bringing these random facts, like oh, this team hasn't. <laughs> one in this weather in five years. So I'm going to have to do my homework for the Super Bowl and make sure I'm on your level of random knowledge. But I'm going to make sure I'm there. I know football, but you seem to know this random stuff I don't know. So I'm going to yeah, do my homework. I, I, I love when the, uh, the commentators and whoever puts it up on the screen, I love seeing those like crazy-ass <laughs> okay. stats. And I, I just remember them. Plus the NFL, they do a good job when you uh, look. They, they tell you too. But yeah, I just love the I love I love those little intricacies, and but I'm a gambler, so I I yeah, need to yeah. know See, these I don't things. Gamble. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't gamble. So like, like Nick Saban, until this year, was undefeated against his former coaches. Like, so Law why would you bet against him? Yeah, but then this year he was zero two. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> Law of averages, man. He has to lose eventually, right? Yeah. Weren't we just yeah. talking about this earlier? Yeah. Yep, and that's why I'm gonna pick Dallas next year if they made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but by that by that logic, Arizona's gonna win a Super Bowl of like any year now, right? Because they they've gone like 80 years without winning a title, and that's going back to like pre Super Bowl, well, whatever it was called. I'll remind you that law of averages don't always work because the Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in like 26 years, so. <laughs> A lot of averages from my baseball team. They haven't made the playoffs since 2001. So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't always work. I, I keep thinking that like we got to be better eventually, right? <laughs> like we got to get yeah. there at some point. Eh. I guess <laughs> averages aren't a fan of football. <laughs> a fan of our teams. That's right. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now my team's good and they're talking about Major League Baseball, maybe not playing next year. I'm like, of course. My my team is right on the cusp of being in the playoffs, and now now they can't play. Of course, that's going to be how it is. <laughs> they just want to keep us down in the dumps, man. Yeah, but um, once again, um, thank you, CJ. Yes, sir. For, Thanks for, for jumping me. on the podcast. Um, he was very accurate last week, so definitely, if you're not going to listen to me, listen to him. He knows what he's talking about. But uh, I am glad that he picked some of the same things I picked. So uh <laughs> better you'll have better odds this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Law of averages says I do a little bit better than last week. <laughs> smaller amount of games, man. Smaller, yeah, smaller amount, amount of games. Let's well, screw up. But um yeah, if uh anyone's interested in jumping on the podcast, info at the podcast and everything dot com. I should probably take a look at that. Probably got a thousand emails from last week in it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, thanks for tuning in. You can catch us on any major platform. You can also download 
each individual podcast episode on the podcast and everything.com, which everything's located at. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And good luck this weekend.